let's talk about little people. Did you see the new Salmonella? No. <laughs> We're talking about little people right now. We're not doing that. Little people. We're not doing that at all. Little people. You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. I thought that one was That's obvious. A Come on. up ahead. Your next stop, dark territory. Bordering in Wonderlands, the Twilight Zone review. I won't be able to touch any of those gimbal bags until they cool off. Like a furnace in there now. And that grand moment will come when? When? Maybe tomorrow night. The following morning. <laughs> That's a swig from the old bottle, isn't it? Well, you sure picked a nice place to sit down, Fletcher. The floor of a canyon. I took you to the first mass of land that loomed up. And just for the record, Mr. Craig, I didn't pepper the nose of that vehicle with meteor holes. I also didn't foul up those rocket boosters. That's something you can chalk up to nature. All right, all right. It just strikes me as kind of a deadhead place to sit on. On the floor of a canyon. <laughs> this guy really hates canyons. Food concentrate, comma, able one, six, three, comma, modified dinner plan. Whoever invented this stuff must have had stomach trouble. A very bitter character with no compassion for his fellow men or their stomachs. Oh, there may come a moment in time when I'll enjoy this. Now, there may come a moment in time when you'll lick a rock as if it were a drumstick of a Thanksgiving turkey. But for the time being, buddy, you'll eat what is prescribed to eat. And if you've got any set of deep-rooted complaints, you put them down on a ledger someplace. Don't spray them all over me. It's a waste of effort. It's also dull, and it's tough to live with. You read me, Craig? Loud and clear. Then dwell on it. And while you're dwelling on it, you might count a few blessings. Now, we don't have much food or water. That's a fact. But we landed in a place where there's oxygen, and we can survive. We walked away from it without a single bone out of place. Now, the standing order is as follows. You've got tears to shed. Save them for night and weep them into your pillow. Don't bother me with them. Now, how do you read me? Still loud and clear, Commander. But there are times when a man gets sick to death of being led around by the nose. That's a big thing with you, isn't it, Greg? Oh, this one's so long. God. Taking orders, it's being on the receiving end of a command. It's hard for you to live with, isn't it? Let's get out of the way now. I'm Phoenix West. I might stick in a few changes. Like what? L.A.W. I mean, beyond us getting out of here. Let's say this is the end of the line. Twilight Zone Review, episode 104. Sirloin steak, a blonde, what? The Little People, 328. I'm not humbly Fletcher. Or maybe 20 questions? Look, try me after dinner. I may feel up to charades. Point of interest is all. We're still going. Still what makes you tick? How does he not know by now? What makes you tick so loudly? How long can they build? What do you hunger for most, Craig?
try this one, Fletch. I'd like a whole lot of people at my elbow. The more, the merrier. The louder, the better. And I'd like Yankee Stadium right alongside. But I'd like them on my terms. That's what I'm getting at. What are your terms? I'd like to be the number one straw boss. I'd like to give the orders. Uh-huh. I'll bet you would. Here's more. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Did you hear that? Hear what? That sound. What sound? Fletcher, I heard something. I, I heard a sound. A sound like... like... Sound like what? Time is the space age. The place is a barren landscape of a rock-walled canyon that lies millions of miles from the planet Earth. The cast of characters you've met them. William Fletcher, commander of the spaceship, his co-pilot Peter Craig. The other characters who inhabit this place you may never see, but they're there, as these two gentlemen will soon find out, because they're about to partake in a little exploration into that gray shaded area in space and time. It's known as the Twilight Zone. Why, why that? Hey, hey, we did our intros, because fuck that. That was so long. We're fucking f almost six minutes into this episode already. Good Christ. Dude, and I oh. edited through all of them. I paused and then picked it. Like, it took me like 45 minutes just to get that down to that. There was a lot of breaks in there that you didn't catch up on to because there was a lot of pauses and walking around god yeah another simpson spoof episode though is it yeah remember uh, lisa has a was it a tooth and it grows like fungus and then they think she's a god and think bart's the devil ah, i never put that together yeah and then oh. uh like all the rocket ships attack uh attack bart I, I literally seen this episode for the first time during a Twilight Zone marathon, um, I guess, six months ago. Oh, really? Yeah. This is one I, I, I remember from a childhood. What the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, not a great one. Not a great one at all. It's uh, not bad, though. It's just kind of like, oh, that's that was an episode. Ha I had a giant problem with the rocket. <laughs> as far as science goes? Everything. Okay. How? Are I got a big problem with canyons. Ugh. The bed of a canyon. Ugh. Gross. Icky. Ugh. You know, like precise he had to be to get into a canyon, a big crack in the ground. Like, it, it's not the Grand Canyon. They were surrounded by mountains. <laughs> oh, he's just like point right. In the sweet spot. <laughs> the, part, the only part of the canyon is just wide enough for this fucking rocket. Yeah. Fuck all flat ground around it. Because <laughs> to the when we're looking at the side shot uh, in the in the rear, uh, all the way behind it, and then all the way to the right of it on the first opening wide shot where it's like a silent zoom in on it for some reason. The zoom way too long with no noise. It's very awkward. 
it's surrounded by like mountains and huge boulders and like yeah. <laughs> the dude's the, it just shows how great of a pilot he is. Yeah, I mean, and, and dumb know. at decision making. <laughs> hey, I didn't kill us. I didn't crash the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, and the second they get out there, they start bickering like a fucking married couple. Oh, fucking Mr. Craig just throws away his food and how how do you get in the NASA being this this uh, anti. He he can't take a command. How do you get in the NASA? It's like if you're in a rocket long enough to land on another planet that you can breathe on, how long were you two together sitting in that capsule? <laughs> yeah. So now you're on flat land and you can breathe, so you're out of that shithole that you did. both of you have made, obviously. I mean, you know, you know, I need a shower every 12 hours. These fuckers been in the same goddamn suits for how long? Scarves, same scarves. Somehow they're still white. I don't know how, but uh, whatever. My point being is like he, like this guy now wants to bitch about the food. Yeah, I, I would do that in the capsule and then just be happy I was not sitting next to this guy pissing and shit myself. It could have been round four of him bitching about the food. That's why he's so angry. Round four hundred and four, man. Yeah. yeah. Thousand before. I mean, it could. You know, they've probably been fucking together for ten years either. Do you remember the uh, sexual dialogue in the little girl lost episode between the two guys at the end? It's like you were holding on to me. He's like, yeah, I didn't want to let go. I was gonna. I didn't want to pull out. Do you remember the the two guys at the end? Because these guys have the same thing where he goes, "Don't spray them all over me." And then later on, a few seconds later, he has a line of like, "I'm sure you don't like being on the receiving end of command." And then the one guy the. Craig follows up with, I might stick in a few orders. And then the one guy, Fletcher, says back to him, how would you sweeten the pot? And I was like, what the fuck? Ugh. It's like, what are they? Let around by the nose. like. <laughs> Lots of, and then we have another episode where they mentioned Mumble Peg. I still don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know either. That's a new one to me. I mentioned, I think it might have been one of my solo episodes, Mumble Peg. Sounds vaguely familiar. Keeps but, coming up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Keeps coming it, up. It, there's a few choice, you know, words and phrases he likes to use. That's one of them. Yeah. Did that whispering sound like water to you at first? Literally, had, they had like, a kids going, yeah, in the fucking <laughs> microphones. That's all I. That's all I heard. <laughs> I started. I started laughing with by just the sheer ridiculousness of what I was hearing. <laughs> yeah. I guess how what would an entire race of people big about the size of your living room floor of, of their civilization, how would they sound if they were all screaming? But perfect. It's a fucking beaker. <laughs> me, 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 yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> uh, fucking, I don't want to talk about this episode. I just want to <laughs> blaze through it. There's Let's another see, yeah. bad episode, bad whip pan the rod there when he's smoking his Chesterfields. I'm starting to think he only smokes on camera just so he can sell those goddamn Chesterfields. Oh, he he goes, yeah, it's it's a good one at the end. There's there's oh, a, oh, great. There's a yeah. advertisement attached to the outro. Yeah. He, he doesn't even break stride. He's like, yeah, this was a piece of shit. Love these fucking cigarettes, though. He should buy them. Because these aren't pieces of shit. <laughs> that was a piece of shit, but these are sure aren't. <laughs> Both Just the episode and these these are, are grown in shit. 
<laughs> this this asteroid that they're on has not one, not one sun, not two suns, but two studio lights that hang above it. Were those supposed to be suns? Gigantic looking stars. <laughs> they were clearly like studio lights that they just kind of blew out, opened the barn doors on, and called it, called it the sun. Like literally, I've seen the studio lights with the big flaps, you know? Yeah, the barn doors. Yeah, yeah, the barn. Is that what they call them? Yeah. That's all they did. Yeah, like you literally, you know, it was, it, they may look like. <sighs> they look like stars. Yeah, when that's, yeah. that's all they did. Oh my God. And, and all the special effects in this fucking episode, because half of the episode, whenever they show the civilization, it's like a postcard, and then the actor would put his hand in front of it or his foot. And you're like, fuck you. How hard is it to take a take a video of a town from up in the mountains and just play the footage and then superimpose the guy's foot over it? No, not a fucking postcard. Oh, and then when he stomps on the house, like... <laughs> and then... The, the zoom in on the uh, docks where, they, where their boats are. Instead of using real footage, if ever a chance that came up to use uh, stock footage, this would be it. But instead they had little models, little... It looked like clay. It was fucking terrible. Yeah, like, well, well, when you look through the magnifying glass, it looked like he had the postcard that he was pointing at or something, or like a like an overhead shot, uh, just a still shot. Because yeah. if you've seen, you've seen one of the boats kind of like like this with, a, with, with, with the wake behind it, but it was just still. <laughs> and he's like looking through like a like a convex glass over this, po- this picture. It's, he has it's a telescope-sized microscope. Yeah, it's fucking like, giant. Uh. Yeah. What the hell did he call? It? He he didn't call it a microscope. He called it like the micro viewer or something. Yeah, <laughs> some sci-fi. Well, it's a space age. You got to you got to space it up. I looked yeah. through my space microscope, which mm-hmm. takes up fifty times more space than a microscope would. <laughs> I don't know why we brought this when space is every weight. Well, <laughs> it's just basically a really long half of a binocular. Yeah. Good God. But uh, at one point, they keep, uh, uh, what's Fletcher? They both have last names that are first names, Fletcher and Craig. Fletcher uh, is sitting there working on the ship, and then Craig walks up, and he's, like, not drinking the water. Fletcher freaks out on him. He's like, where are you getting the water? And he he finally gets his canteen. It's full. And he's like, I haven't drank water in a full day. That's what are the odds? It's canteen. Yeah. They have, like, a married couple fight. And then it turns into, like, Fletcher's his dad. Because he's like, what's this? What's this? Finds a little, like a little tin container of weed. Yeah. yeah and he's yeah, like, I'm going like, to examine like, this. And, dude, um, when he did examine it with the microscope binoculars, um, did you see trees? I didn't. I, I, I saw, like, a close-up of a rock, maybe. I, I, I saw trees. I saw trees. I did. Calling a tree leads me to believe it still is weed, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Craig found then, weed. He's he's replenished because he ate one of their forests. Yeah. So like what? The whole episode is Craig becomes their god, and then he's gonna eat their forest. He said he ate their forest one day. Question: How is he gonna? How does he think he's gonna sustain himself long term here? It's exactly what I thought. Like I went, well, if they're if you can eat an entire, fo- I mean, there's only so many forests. I'm sure. I mean, the river doesn't sound more more than like you know what I can do pissing on the ground. So I don't think you're going to survive off of that. Nope. 
He's going to drink them out of water, and he's going to eat them out of food, and then they're all going to die, all of them. And the end, two days later. <laughs> like, I mean, but, but, the, but the turn that this guy takes is insanely quick. Yeah, he gets just aggravated to batshit insane. Like crackhead with a god complex. Like he's just like he t- he's like at one point I love it because he he looks at a telescope sees that there's trees he goes they, they, I love they're great they're they were created in my image and then he starts stomping on the little toys <laughs> so stupid looking and then uh, Fletcher throws him to the side he's like I'm sorry I'm so he sorry <laughs> one punch <laughs> yeah he already stated that they don't know English that they're communicating with mathematics which I guarantee Craig does not know how to do that. Yeah, complex equations and all this and that. They're smart, Fletch. They catch them real quick. Why can't they learn English? <laughs> yeah, I assume they do toward the end. And then, uh, yeah, he knocks them out, and then they suddenly in the next scene they go back, and then uh, or Fletcher goes back, and then they built a fucking statue overnight. And then Craig's that like, "You should have like seen him." Equipment of our Mount Everest of a statue. <laughs> yeah, it oh way higher. <laughs> that would just be like four Mount Everest on top. Like, think about how small they are and how massive that is. I know. <laughs> it was as tall as a human, and these things are the size of, like, ma- less than a grain of rice. It looked like a truck was the size of a Zippo Flint. Yeah, it's just, it's insane. That's really small. <laughs> I just like that Craig goes, you should have seen him building a statue. And I'm like, well... How could more, you? He should have been more like, we can't afford to show him, though, but you should have seen it. It was great. Like, just let's be honest here. How did they even, not for nothing, it was a pretty decent fucking statue for, you know, who the guy was. It looked just like him. I yeah. mean, what would they do? Make a mold of this guy and then pour it? Like, it looked real. I think if they took his little stone pants off, they got it real correct. Um, Probably. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought so. He, he's definitely overcompensating for something. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, you know, I might as well play it. So. Okay, I'm oh, already. Possible. Possible. Hot? What? You some kind of a camel, Craig? What do you mean? It just occurs to me I haven't seen you take any water. <laughs> well, uh, I'm a whiskey man myself, uh, hadn't you noticed? Uh-uh. You're going to have to do better now. Been you go, 10 years, but I'm a drunk. I mean... <laughs> All right, what gives, Craig? Say again? Your ears don't lap. Your water hasn't been touched in 24 hours. You couldn't have discovered any mountain stream or anything up there and just kept it all for your lonesome, could you? Why don't you talk Why don't you? For the last two days, you've been taken off on your own private safari every morning when that double sun comes up. Studio lights. You go, Craig, and what do you find wherever it is you do go? I'll tell you what. Let you and me make that trek together, huh? Thanks, but no thanks. Sounds like he's finding his child's pot, you, his teenager's pot. I, I told you, I've been looking around. <laughs> Who gave you this? I learned it from watching you, all right? <laughs> wet. You found water, didn't you? He found some wet, dank weed. Where? About a mile up ahead. It's a crummy little street. But enough for you to drink out of. Oh, come on, Fletch. I was going to show it to you. As a matter of fact, I've been testing it. I, I just found out it was pure a little bit ago. 
See, no, Pierre. I afraid you, Mister. I knew you were a grousing malcontent, but I didn't know you were a cheat. How? Done. That's it. I, I don't get that insult at all. The first one sounds a lot worse to me. I mean, I knew you were a pedophile. I didn't know you were a cheat. <laughs> like, uh, you were okay with the first one? <laughs> they just bicker. It's it's th their relationship is just annoying the entire way through. Just annoying. Uh, I think Craig really drives the annoying home. And well, he's just annoyed he has to deal with the guy. Yeah. So he's annoyed and the other one's annoying. So it's 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 just annoying everywhere you go. What was that episode about the three astronauts that land and they slowly kill each other? <clears throat> Did they kill, uh, slowly kill each other? Oh, um. I can't remember what the plot of that one was. Throw into the air. Yeah, then they ended up being on Earth. I remember that. Yeah, but what, it was, were, what was the point? Why were they killing each other? Uh, well, you know, because there was only so much water, pretty much. Um, so, taking each other out. I so. don't think so. The water's the Rip Van Winkle caper. Eh, close enough. I almost got it right. Um. Fair enough. I mean, but I I know that the the, the last one that died uh, was drawn power lines. Yeah, I was trying to remember where they were killing each other. No, it was the same thing. Yeah. No, really. I'm pretty sure it's the same episode. Gosh. I could be wrong. I haven't seen it in a while. It's a season one. We'll, we'll do that one next. Then how about that? Yeah, there you go. I was just thinking that. We should, yeah, we, fuck I it. I'm an arrow into the air where it lands. I, I don't know. I, I don't know or care. <clears throat> is that how, is that yeah. how it's supposed to go? No, that's just what I say. How, what's the really what's the what's the classic line? I shot an. He says it in the beginning. So I remember the uh, the intro. I shot an arrow into the air where it lands. I don't know where. Something like that. Uh, I want to say it's more poetic than that, but uh, yeah, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a poet. Where it lands, I do not care, or where it lands, where it landed, I do not know where. I know not where. That's what it is. Where it lands, I know not where. Okay, that that sounds. That was close. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, come on, I mean, it's. It, I think isn't it like Shakespeare or something? It's got to be Shakespeare because he's he mentions Shakespeare constantly. Probably. Um. I don't know, fucking commercial break? Commercial! I need to get the Chris Rock commercial thing from Fifth Element. You will show the commercial. creator of the Twilight Zone, will tell you about next week's story after this word from our alternate sponsor. Cage takes another sip from his straw, which we can only assume is feeding from a bottle filled with Cage's signature mix of NyQuil and cocaine. How else do you get such wild mood swings at any given moment? Cage shoots Travolta in the back, which causes Travolta to either scream in pain or ejaculate. It isn't clear which is true yet. Well, that's a that's a snippet from the upcoming book, uh, NyQuil and Cocaine, a face-off novelization. Uh, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm working on now. That's a little, little preview there. Two pages for a scene. Yep. Oh, that is great. Oh it's boy, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be fun. Um, I did a whole like two pages just on the carousel scene, which takes up two minutes of screen time. It's how good. how far into the movie have you gotten? That far. That's as far. That's as much as I've done so far. Oh right on. Yeah. 
<clears throat> Slow process, but it's getting there. Yeah, I'll get to it. I just haven't had time. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so it's, check that out when it's ready. I, I got the artwork for it now. It's called NyQuil and Cocaine. Because uh, I think it's what Nick Cage takes. Because how else do you explain those freakouts in quick succession like that? <laughs> yeah, you know, Craig reminds me a lot of Cage. Yeah. Do you have his... Uh, oh, oh, let's get to this first. One thing we got to say before Craig's freak out here. So get ready for that. Um, basically, Fletcher did all the fucking work. Gets the, gets the ship, whole ship fixed by himself. After the, all the problems that you heard in the beginning there. All the shit that's wrong with the, the ship. And he's like... 15 minutes, we're going to take off here. Uh, you're going to come with me. And then Craig's like, I don't think so. I'm, la- I'm staying here. And then he pulls out a fucking Star Trek toy gun. It's, it's so stupid looking. It has little rings like in front of each other. And the little... <laughs> it's <laughs> it a ray gun, you know? It's a fucking like- ray gun. It looks like it go, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> like, <laughs> it looks like what it would do. And then uh, he's just like, you're going to leave without me. Here, c- c- throw, me throw me your gun. You're leaving without me. And then instead of doing what I would do, which is leaving the second he said that, I'd be like, okay, can do, bye. And I would have been gone before he even goes, aren't you going to ask me to stay? Oh, he already left. Instead of that, Fletcher sits there and bitches at him like, you're coming with me. Think about it. Use reason, please. Come on, buddy. I would have already been gone. He Fuck does you. The buddy line. Yeah, come he on, does. Pal, bro. <laughs> come on, come champ. On, bro. Oh, you know. Oh, come on, kids. Come on, scout. Smoochy smoochies, you know? Thank you. I'm like, wow. All right. Yep. And then fucking Craig stays, and then he, he has his freak out here, and it is glorious, his laughter. Yeah. It is just awesome. Oh, my little friends, we've got a lot of plans to make. <laughs> a lot of projects to work on. He's talking to nothing. We don't what? see anything. The ground. Yeah. The ground. A whole lot. That looks like somebody tossed a bucket of water on. Yeah. It was different than the rest. <laughs> That's a reminder, little friend. There must be discipline here. Discipline above all. The, the siren noise translates in every culture, apparently. <laughs> There'll be periodic moments where I must remind you that you must not anger me. Shot the statue and broke it. To begin, this is literally the last one of the last scenes. Sorry, headphones off. I turned it down. It's still fucking irritating. Even the character in the shot goes, covers his ear. Just how insane this episode is. Told you it would go away. 
Oh, is it you, over? The, and the sound that, that was was the most ridiculous ending to this episode it could possibly be. <laughs> yep. So Craig, the giant leading, uh, leading uh, as their god, these miniature people that have miniature sirens that mimic Earth's sirens, America's sirens, just <laughs> coincidentally. <laughs> the, the second he steps on their town, it actually throws a statue head at him. That's what he did. Mm-hmm. So it really, we're just watching a, a grown man roll around the ground, supposed to be over something, but we don't ever see it. And it's it's just a guy fl- throwing himself around on the ground, talking to the ground, laughing at the ground. It's the cheapest fucking thing ever. This is a zero dollar episode, other than the spaceship sequence. Um, and then uh, he becomes their god after uh, Fletcher leaves, and then suddenly the uh, aliens land, and then they're giants. They're giants to him. And then it's adorable. They pick him up. He scoops him up in his hand. And the only reason they see him is because Craig freaks the fuck out. If he would have stayed silent, it would have been fine. Yeah. So his reign yeah. of terror lasted what, three minutes? I would say a day tops. Oh, plus the rest. I'm talking about from the time Fletcher left. Oh, so yeah. It was, it was, it wasn't, he took off and then it was like three minutes. Yeah. He, was, he had this laughing fit. His, his entire reign of terror, solo reign of terror was just laughing like a madman and throwing his, his own marble head at them. And that was it. And then he, the giant picks him up and he's like, what's this? It looks like a creature. He's like, Oh, you killed him. You smushed him. And he's like, Oh, and just the roses on the fucking ground. <laughs> I really like the shot of him landing. It's pretty fucking cool looking. He just falls in with a bunch of other rocks yeah. that wasn't in the guy's hand when he looked at him laying all twisted up. <laughs> yeah, I really did like that shot of him landing. It's pretty fucking cool looking. It looks brutal. His feet are all twisted. Yeah, and then at insult injury, you see all these little ropes. <laughs> and they topple the fucking statue down like it's fucking it's Saddam Hussein. Yeah. <laughs> they they to- right on top of him. Yeah. It's fucking great. The ending's great. I will not fault them on that. The, they toppled over the ropes. The ropes immediately vanish when it cuts to the wide shot. There's no more ropes. They're, they're vanishing ropes. It's, yeah. a, it's a space technology that right when the ropes complete their purpose, they just disappear. Yeah. But it's, the ending's great. It makes up for the rest of the episode. I couldn't believe I saw that. I'm like, Jesus Christ. It's, uh, and I love that you hear like, <laughs> They're pulling with ropes. <laughs> so fucking stupid. But, <laughs> but it's great. I love it. Uh, I know, like they really. I mean, at least they went for it. I suppose. If you're gonna if you're gonna go full cheese, you might as well just drive it home. Yeah, and they. This episode could have been better if they just showed the people. Just showed something. Nah, it doesn't matter. It Dude, just, they showed a postcard. I mean, how much worse could it have gotten by then? They really set the bar low when he waved his hand over the fucking postcard. That looks so bad. Oh, it was oh, so bad. The first time they did it, oh my God, it was so bad looking. Because it's so they, jarring. They, like, oh, it's so jarring because they not only did they do that, they did it at the wrong angle. So it like cuts to the wrong the wrong view. Yeah, like if you're looking down, why don't you get a picture from an airplane? Why why am I looking at it from like, I don't know, somebody uh, parasailing or something? Yeah, because we're we're seeing it. The small little land is in front of them. They're in the background. 
and it cuts to his hand waving in front of it. So it crosses the line. So we see his hand in front of the town, but it just, and that cuts back awkwardly to the other side. It's so weird. It just doesn't fit. Yeah. I mean, at least they sort of made the plot of ground a different color. Yeah. That's about all they did. That's literally all they did. It is the yeah. cheapest episode. Some fucking paint on the ground. Mm hmm. Pretty much. The end. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The case of navigator Peter Craig, a victim of a delusion. In this case, the dream dies a little harder than the man. A small exercise in space psychology that you can try on for size in the Twilight Zone. Or whatever. Or, or just whatever. Oh, Mr. Serling. Next week, an exceptionally fine actor named Theodore Bikel portrays a misguided kook who fancies himself some kind of guardian of law and order. He decides that it's his mission in life to eradicate evil the world over. Now, this one is told very far out, but considering the nature of the times, it happens to be very close in. Next week, an exercise in insanity. It's called 4 o'clock. Set your watches and come on in. This cigarette, Chesterfield <laughs> King, gives all the advantages of extra length and much more. The great taste of 21 vintage tobaccos, grown mild, aged mild, and blended mild. No wonder they satisfy so completely. Wow. I satisfy so completely, too. Yep. You sure do, buddy. I shot an arrow into the air. Redux is on the bill for next week. Along with uh, what then, are, four, 4 o'clock. And then 4 o'clock. Set your watch. Because <laughs> <laughs> at the time, on a watch. <laughs> Until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. I'm Brian Wicks. We'll see. We'll see you again. I don't feel like doing plugs. I just, want to, I just want to be done with this episode. To be honest with you, let's get out of here. Bye, Frank. Bye, Phoenix.